You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Featuring our podcast, One More Thing. Get more info at armstrongandgetty.com. There's a guy in the bathroom the other day <laughs> commented on my shoes under the stall. You can't do that. What? Can Isn't that That's ed- ridiculous. Isn't oh, that just out no. of bounds? Way out of bounds. Yeah. Unless you're a Marine <laughs> in boot camp or, or something. I mean, we kind of have a bit of a feeling around here that you shouldn't talk to people in the bathroom really hardly at all. Around here, I thought that was universal. <laughs> yeah. There's no oh, talking there. or eye contact in the men's room. No, it's as big a divide as afflicted America in 1861. Talkers versus non-talkers. But this person, hey, what's up, buddy? The minute he sidles up to the the urinal. But this, partic- the, but this particular person, very nice guy, but was oh, uh, yeah, con- terrific guy. Con- commenting on my shoes. Did you get a number by any chance? Looking underneath <laughs> the stall. And did, I just, did he tap three times? Because that's a code. That's way too intimate for what's going on. I think. I have a wide stance. <laughs> you remember that congressman? <laughs> oh, yeah. Got what, busted what in the Minneapolis airport. What was he doing? He was trolling for dudes, apparently. Uh, yeah. Allegedly. Yeah, which which led to a bit of a national conversation about, um, listen, I can like try to signal a chick I'm interested in her in a variety of settings. It's not a crime. But what did he do with the white stance? I honestly don't remember. Well, he like uh, was trying to give the let's get together signal under the stall, and it freaked the guy out, and he told the cops. What's the signal? I think he was tapping the foot in some way or a something. tap, tap, tap a down I, there. I'm and not then, a gay guy who hooks up in airports. I don't know. And then he deflected it by saying, no, no, I wasn't doing that. I just have a very wide stance. Yeah, my feet were just wide set, and they mistook that. Uh, okay. Tapping out a tune that was stuck in my head or something. I wonder if anybody's ever tapped to, toward me and I just didn't even know it. I didn't get it because I was unaware. I'm utterly clueless. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I just don't find the bathroom a sexy place. I can't have sexual thoughts in the bathroom. It's gross. I just, I can't combine. Cleaner. I can't combine the two worlds. <laughs> Why don't you well, my home bathroom I could, but I mean, clean a, that thing. a public restroom to me, oh. there's nothing sexual or sexy at all no, about a public I just restroom. Want to get out. So I, I have none of those. That that part of my brain is completely shut off. Yeah. If I'm in a public restroom, yeah, it's a sick enough. Yeah. So anyway, there I was down on a different floor, and uh, I walked by one of the offices. There. Are Dozens and dozens of business. Well, there were um, in this building, and it was uh, on on the third floor where they got a really cute receptionist, which I know because it always bothered me that she could see me walking down the hall and would know I was using that floor's bathroom. Do you do your sexy? Walk? Do you know why? So I wouldn't run into any of you people. <laughs> my, <laughs> my sexy walk. Trust me, I do not have a sexy walk. <laughs> But I, I passed by, and it was dark, and I thought, I thought they were back to work, and I looked in, torn down to the studs. That business is gone. Wow. Gone, and who knows if it will ever return. And then the other thing, there's a law firm uh, right down the hall from them, and this is this so stupid, but I have this long-running fantasy, because it's a law firm, it's like... Dewey, Cheatham, and how Smith... Jones and, 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 and Holmes or whatever. <clears throat> and I so want to walk, walk in there and bellow loudly in the office. I want to talk to Holmes. Bring me Holmes and don't try to give me Smith. He's an idiot. <laughs> and then just walk out again. What's up, Holmes? And then maybe switch up the names and do it again down the road. And where's Smith? I demand to talk to Smith. <laughs> I never have though, because they probably call the cops. Yeah, they're lawyers. There's funny, security though. in this building. <laughs> yeah. They yeah. could they could come up with a law that you had broken. Uh probably so. Yeah, creating a public nuisance. <laughs> of course, man. If that was a crime, I'd be doing life. 
Yeah, so I, it's it's a little scary walking around here. The number of businesses that ain't here. Hell anymore. yeah, everywhere. Yeah. And every single business, it's everybody that worked there, the receptionist, the boss, everybody in between, and the rent they were paying to the building, and the electric bill they were paying, and the parking spots, and then the cars driving here and stopping at the gas station, and just it all it just it magnifies so quickly. Well, and the the janitors probably had their offer sure. their hours cut in half. I mean, there's a huge Absolutely. ripple effect. Copier paper purchased, and you know, just everything. Yeah. Yeah, there's so much multiplying of a single dollar earned. It was I remember, I can't remember how old I was, but learning that in basic econ, it had never occurred to me that oh, the the, the dollar that I earn and give to the grocer, they give it, they go and get a haircut, then the guy with the haircut, uh, you know, he buys a house with whatever um how how economies grow like. Mm-hmm. It's quite amazing. Economic intercourse. There you go. There's actually there's a great it's not a joke exactly. It's an illustration of something that, um, uh, well, how does it go? It's like, uh, a guy shows up. Oh, how does that work? And taps his foot under the stalk. <laughs> and you find love. Love, love blooms in the stall. <laughs> love? Sure. So, so how does it go from there? Do the, well, no, it's the one where the guy shows up. And he has a $5 bill. I can't remember. And he goes and he, 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 or is it like a, a, a check, a bad check for $5? I can't remember. And he gives it to the hotelier, or he, he pays a hooker. Then the hooker pays the hotel guy. But somebody owes money, but it, it goes around and everybody gets their money. I can't remember how that works. Damn it. It's a really good story. It's an important story. Wait a minute. You're actually going to Google it? I'm going to see if I can find it. What are you going to Google? I'm I'm really good at this. I just throw a bunch of terms. I don't think you have enough details to Google anything. Just Google hooker. Um, See if you get anything. Uh, I'm I'm telling you, I can find anything. So Sean and I will discuss this. When the people um, are uh, having their their sexual escapades in the bathrooms. I'm telling you. Does the sex happen at the bathroom? Or do you meet there and go somewhere else? Uh, There aren't industry guidelines and standards that they all, uh, you know, say maybe sometimes it'll be the, the, hey, my car's right outside. Or maybe if it's uh, the bathroom, sure, why not? I I don't think there's there's an industry standard that they all adhere to beyond the the universal knowing that the tapping is a code, I guess. I remember when that story broke, it being a airport bathroom, I thought, airport bathrooms are so busy and crowded and just, I don't know, I just can't even imagine it. Oh no! They, they, there are a few things more disgusting than some airport bathrooms. Some airports are incredibly, and if you travel a lot, you know this, are incredibly um, good at keeping their their bathrooms clean. They're really conscientious about it. Some are just nasty. What's oh? What is the airport? It's freaking disgusting. I'm trying to think. It's somewhere I go, and they regularly have a gross bathroom. Yeah, yeah. It's just you can tell they clean it about a quarter as much as as some of the other ones. But anyway, here it is. Here's what I was trying to remember. Slow day in a little town. Sun is hot. Streets are deserted. Times are tough. Everybody is in debt. Everybody lives on credit. On this particular day, a rich tourist from back west is driving through town. He stops at the motel and lays a $100 bill on the desk, saying he wants to inspect the room upstairs in order to pick the one to spend the night. 
As soon as the man walks upstairs, the owner grabs the bill, runs next door, and pays his debt to the butcher. The butcher takes $100, runs down the street to retire his debt to the pig farmer. The pig farmer takes the $100, heads off to pay his bill at the feed store. The guy at the farmer's co-op takes the $100, runs to pay his debt to the local prostitute, who's also been facing hard times, and has had to offer her services on credit. She, in a flash, runs to the motel, pays off her room bill with the motel owner. Professional women of the night. Uh, don't don't start worker. don't start operating on credit. You're going to miss the point. Okay. So she runs with that same $100 bill, pays her bill with the motel owner. Sure. I get it he now. now places the $100 back on the counter, and the rich traveler comes down the stairs, says your room sucks, picks up the $100 bill, and leaves. Now, no one produced anything. No one earned anything. <laughs> However, the whole town is out of debt and looking to the future with much optimism. And I don't see a flaw in that. I know. Is there a flaw in that? Well, I could I could read this to you. I mean, the, 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 everything being $100, but, but just in general. Isn't that hilarious? How does that not work? There are several ways. According to uh, uh, economist uh, Jeffrey Rogers Hummel. <laughs> That's a great story. I know. Isn't that hilarious? <laughs> There are several ways to think about this intriguing example, but they almost recognize that these transactions have made no change in any of the party's net wealth. True, at the beginning, each resident had a $100 liability, but each also has an offsetting financial asset of $100. At the end, they all have neither, so the $100 bill acts as a clearing mechanism. I don't I don't follow that. Everybody owed $100, and everybody was owed $100. Oh, right. And so it's just like everybody passed it one to the left, and... Now nobody owed anything, which is just bizarre. But that's a much better situation to be in. If you want to think of the town as a distinct economy, then the rich tourist has temporarily increased the town's money stock by $100. In effect, he has made a short-term loan of a new $100 bill, increasing liquidity. The $100 provides the residents with a medium of exchange that allows them to clear their offsetting debts. Or if you broaden the economy to include the rich tourist, his short-term loan has provided liquidity through increasing the transaction's velocity of money. If the rich tourist hadn't provided the loan, any of the residents could have accomplished the same result by borrowing $100 cash from somewhere else. No new final goods and services were produced. They had been produced already. But borrowing from the tourist may have cost less interest, 0%, than otherwise. Um, That's a really intriguing story, though. I'm ignoring the possible complication that the hotel owner only gets a 0% loan by embezzling. (laughs) He used the tourist's deposit without permission. Uh, either way, the $100 cash would have been unnecessary if the residents had a central clearinghouse. The fact that the hotel owner seems to know that the $100 bill will come back quickly, well, that's that. No, 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 no. no. That's now you're no fun. Yeah. Um, nonetheless, the example illustrates Mises' point that increases in the efficiency of the clearing system reduce the demand for uh, in, or increase the velocity of money. A clearing system is an alternate way of providing medium of exchange services. Okay, now we're getting really into econ uh, stuff, but that is fascinating. That story's always amused the hell out of me. I just yeah. couldn't remember exactly how it worked. I agree with There's Sean. There's a though. prostitute and a, a pig in a, a hotel. Yes, that's it. I agree with Sean, though. Hookers probably should not get into. Uh... Yeah, you pay me when you get around to it. Yeah, I, I, I'm worried for you. So, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I don't think it's a good long-term plan. Yeah, I guess not getting paid is quite the uh, the problem for sex workers. I don't have, do you know, to use some of the other examples, I don't have, like, just an unbelievable need for pork. Just, like, more than I've ever wanted pork in my life. And then as soon as I get it, I never need pork for a long time. I'm fine now. 
Uh, there, <laughs> there are a number of reasons that the whole sex worker thing is different than the other transactions. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll be back for more pork later. I've gone from ravenous interest, ravenous interest in something to none whatsoever. Yeah. At least not for a while. <laughs> You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Featuring our podcast, One More Thing. Get more info at armstrongandgetty.com. Hey, I don't know how gross we want to get, but that video that Sean showed you and I earlier in the show. Is I'm that sorry about that. I, I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. yeah, it's worth it. I had hard. forgotten it. Oh, boy, I hadn't. Yeah. I could. I, I was. I knew that I shouldn't share that, but I couldn't be the only person in the room who had seen that. I know. I don't know, I I know, know if that mean. makes sense yeah. or not. No, but. it makes sense to me. There's a woman in a grocery store. It looks to me like a the a Target grocery store, like the uh, the tar- the grocery area of a Target. To it's me. pretty nice grocery store, though. Target Standard has great grocery American store. grocery yeah. store. And this woman apparently really needed to. Well, she had the burden of Damascus, as we call it. <laughs> oh. Right. When you really have to go number two, oh, no. and you just you got to get there quickly. And she just runs over, like, behind where they keep the vegetables. Behind a freezer case. Oh. And, uh, and like, pulls aside her shorts and just lets it happen right there on the white, white tile floor. Right. And oh, gets geez. up and walks and away. And up and Unleashes. just leaves. God, I can Hey, here's s- a tip. Do that in the toilet paper aisle. <laughs> I can see where you end up with an emergency, even as a grown-up, where you have to do that. It's that or in sure. your pants. Although I'd go in my pants before I'd do it on the floor of a grocery store. Uh, Oh, wow. I realize I, uh, this is gross. But... I mean, it's, it, was she taking that one, that diet drug that caused spontaneous and or uncontrollable eating, bowel those, movements? Or eating those Harbo candies? What are those called? <laughs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs> the sugar-free gummy bears. The funniest, yeah. uh, funniest thing ever written in the English language. The review, the first review on Amazon for the Haribo sugar-free gummy bear. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, Dickens wishes he'd written something that amusing. But you either got to actually go in your pants or, well, you got that'd be my first choice. I, I, mm. And then if you do, for whatever reason, medical reason, it's a kid or your, whatever your medical situation is. Yeah. Uh, you got to do it on the floor. You got to immediately go get somebody and say, "Look, I don't this know. is what happened." I no, don't know. No, I, I think no, no Joseph, <laughs> gather your belongings and head home. I start shopping at Walmart. That's not me. That's back there. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's yours now. Yeah. Oh. Now I think you would be so shocked and ashamed and devastated. You just you just want to run for your life. Okay, what about a and, middle and ground? Get to the toilet paper section. What? The middle ground. You find a guy in a red shirt and say. I don't know who did this. It's gross, but somebody, it looks like, you know, dropped the juice over there. <laughs> yeah. So then it gets cleaned up right away, but you I'm don't have to take it. It'll get cleaned up pretty quickly. <laughs> you don't have to take the, the full emotional blame. I mean, unless you're in the fertilizer section or something, <laughs> people will notice it in a hurry. That's some video. Should oh, we post that? Oh, oh, I don't think no? so. What if with no. a warning or something? What are we, uh, what are we afraid of? Yeah, well, why not? I mean, it's obviously in terrible taste, oh, but who it's cares? Awful. Have you ever heard the show? <laughs> <laughs> but we, you know, we've heard, <laughs> we've heard of things like that happening. Uh, that to actually see it, so that's the sort of person she looks like a regular person, and that's the yeah. sort of person that would do that and then just get up and walk away. Was that medical issue or like fetish? No, that's, that's what she does. Shit. She had the she had the hurried up trot of somebody who <laughs> yeah. was realizing, yeah. and, oh no, and she does yeah. circle like one way then the yeah. other, and yeah. I think realizes I can't make it to the bathroom right. over there in the corner of the store. Was this surveillance video or was somebody filming? A surveillance? Okay, yeah. Yeah. oh, yeah. that's rough. 
I've never done that. I'm sorry I showed it to you guys. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry I saw it. <laughs> I'm sorry I heard about it. You can't unsee it. No. Oh. No. Poor gal. That was a rough day. So you don't think we should have it on the website, Hanson? Maybe. No, Sean could tweet it out. We could do it that way, yeah. too. If it, uh, I haven't Sean seen it. Be so I want to pull it my Twitter feed. <laughs> <laughs> you want to be the kind of guy? You to be that guy. Yeah. There you go, Sean. Well, you're my, the guy who yeah. brought it. Yeah. yeah. Right. You, yeah, I brought you it brought to you it guys, but I'm not, I'm not signal boosting that on my carefully curated Twitter feed. Uh, be, uh, Years of, of hard work and, right. and meme jokes to, right. to build up what I have. Yeah. Yeah. Disclaimer, uh, tweet does not uh, constitute an endorsement. Right, I do exactly. not endorse this behavior. I will text that to my friends, but I'm not going to tweet it. That's interesting. <laughs> That's interesting on its own. <laughs> Public crapping is too good for you? So the people that are closest to me, you need to see this. Yes. yes. Right. Random people that we kind of We need to have me. this as a cultural touchstone that we can reference in years to come. Do yes, so I show it to my wife? Are you going to show it to Judy? Would no, you show that video to Judy? I, no, no. 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 Lack of trust? <laughs> It's just not know that the means. sort of thing she likes. Well, nobody likes it. What do you mean that's not the sort of thing she likes? Oh, is that a requirement? i got to find somebody who likes this. That's not what I meant. Armstrong and Getty. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Information. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. Featuring our podcast, One More Thing. Available everywhere. Get more info at armstrongandgetty.com. I'll give you $1,000 if you go to sleep. It's One More Thing. Armstrong and Getty. One More Thing. Done. You fool, I'd have done it for 800 Yeah, as a grown-up, you say done. A child would just stare at you. They, have no, they don't understand the value of money. There's nothing that will convince them going to sleep or is a good the idea. Delights of unconsciousness. <laughs> yeah, it's really weird. Yeah. I don't know what age it flips, eleven, twelve, something like that for me. Up until that point, you'd do anything to avoid a nap. Mm-hmm. And it just, just seems like a terrible thing to do. And then yeah. every day for the rest of your life after that. <laughs> yeah. You would take advantage of any opportunity you got to take a nap. Yeah, although then you have the phenomenon of you have to have a battle of wills with yourself to go to bed at night. Yeah. And then a battle of wills to get yourself up in the morning. Yeah, we've been dealing with that. Actually, I'm going to play for my kids the Jerry Seinfeld night guy, morning guy routine. Cause yes. we've been, I, I explained that to them the other night at the dinner table and they just thought that was hilarious and they could relate to it. Even as, you know, an eight year old and a 10 year old, they could relate to it so much. Sure. And now after dinner, night guy says we should stay up. Morning guy's stupid. I'm going to punch morning guy in the face if I see him. <laughs> yeah. Take that morning guy. <laughs> Deal with that, huh? And the whole point of the comedy routine is it's like you have two people, two different people inside you and morning guy is very responsible as my kids say morning guy is no fun <laughs> but morning guy gets up in the morning and says tonight we're going to bed early as soon as we're done eating and you know everything and you take a shower and going to bed we're gonna feel better because i'm tired of being tired like this all right. the time morning guy might even say you drink too much night guy or whatever and I then, feel terrible. And then night guy kicks in some point in the evening and and says, "Yeah, live. I'll sleep when I'm dead. You only live once. I don't live to work. I don't Carpe live to pay diem, yeah, sir. Yeah, no kidding. What's the point of life if I'm not gonna, you know, stay up and watch this show or exactly. go to that barbecue or whatever? After a long crappy day, I'm having fun. I'm happy. God, morning go guy is a drag. 
I've always hated morning guy. <laughs> yeah. Ben Franklin, no such problem. Early to bed, early to rise. He was a disciplined man. My dad's always been that way. He goes to bed really early, gets up really early, and he's always well rested. Um, always gets plenty of sleep. Did you have you ever heard the Benjamin Franklin song that was a uh, outtake from Hamilton? No. And Lin Manuel Miranda had uh, there are a couple of songs that he couldn't use. He had to cut from the show, including that one. He had friends write music and perform them, and uh, and the Decemberists did the Benjamin Franklin song. Oh, really? It is thick with f bombs, <laughs> but it is uh, it is very funny and very tuneful. Hmm. Um, we could do it. It would just have to be bleeped. Uh, how did I? I... Benjamin effing Franklin is the chorus, essentially. Oh, so he's very pleased with himself in this. Oh, yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. So the reason I got on this was uh, parents spend a total of nine days a year trying to get their kids to go to bed. <laughs> Spending... Please go the f*** to sleep. That sounds about right. <laughs> parents of, yeah, please go to the F to sleep. Parents of children between three and ten spend 34 minutes each night trying to get their kids to bed. Boy, Hanson, do you do? I, I don't do that good. I wish it was only thirty-four minutes. So it's the over for you on oh, that? Oh, absolutely. On an average, absolutely. Betting the over. Do you uh, think is is there a consensus? Are boys or girls more or less likely to want to issue the bedtimes sort of thing? Definitely a Joe question because I've never tried to get a girl to bed who was uh, under the age of eighteen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, my sample size is so limited. I don't think my data is uh, is reliable. Um, I'm trying to think about it. No, no, I, I couldn't draw any conclusions. Um, my oldest had you know a number of challenges, and she was hard as hell to get to go to sleep. But yeah. you you have young kids, Hanson, uh, over or under on an average of 34 minutes to get your kids to bed? Ooh, yeah, under. Uh, I'm over. You're under. Good for you. Actually, you know, I'm not sure because I totally bowed out of this job. Oh, I yeah. used. I use this job as an excuse to bow out of that job and and over health concerns. So I just check out, and and now the wife does it. But I I don't know. I'm heavily involved in the bedtime, and I must not be doing it right. I To constantly quote Seinfeld, I guess. You know what my uh, bedtime routine when I was a kid? Darkness! (laughs) Just, yeah, time to go to bed. Good night. Turn off the light. Lay there until you go to sleep. Right. And uh, <laughs> when I was a kid, my mom and that's would always, pretty much what it was for me, too. And it was fine. I would constantly go to my mom. I can't sleep. Have you tried closing your eyes? I do that <laughs> to my son, Sam, all the time. I walk by his bedroom. Hey, eyes closed. I've never heard of anybody going to sleep with their eyes open. I've never seen it. <laughs> close your eyes for crying out loud. Close them. <laughs> Lays there with his eyes open. <laughs> I'm weird. bored, Dad. <laughs> I wonder if it has anything to do, though, with. Um, the fact that it's so much harder for me to read a book now than it used to be with uh, the stimu- the amount of stimulation mm. I get. If kids are just ramped up in that way that, that, that I wasn't as a child. Well, and the fact that you have a pleasure right outside your fingertips as a kid right now, and you just grab your, uh, your, your iPad or whatever, your Game Boy or whatever is hot these days, you could have that and be, enjo- be enjoying it now. Yeah, when I, was I a kid, couldn't get up nope. in the middle of the night and grab a ball, a baseball glove, and find a friend. Or even at like you know ten o'clock at night, there was nothing to do at ten o'clock tonight unless yeah, you I wanted a book. Unless I was really into Macmillan and wife as a ten year old, <laughs> be a strange thing to enjoy. <laughs> I didn't care much about Macmillan, but wife, hot. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Whereas my kids, their 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 Kindle tablet is laying right next to them. They got all the pleasures of the world right there. Sure, and Minecraft is just calling to them. Yeah, exactly. Maybe that's part of it. I don't know. 
Among the most popular excuses, saying they're not tired. You've been tired all day, I say. (laughs) All day long, you've been complaining about how tired you are. You almost fell asleep in the car on the way home from school. How can you say you're not tired? Oh, that cracks me up. I remember those conversations. I don't know why I go with it. sleep. Seems crazy to me now. I know I, I, know, I did it and too. I've, but... I've said it to my kids, and I don't know why I keep saying it because it's done no good. But I say <laughs> I can't imagine why you'd want to stay up later. Why do you want to stay up later? You've been tired all day long. You're tired right now. I'm afraid I'm going to miss out on something. Had it with your oppressive regime, Father. <laughs> exactly. Saying they're they hungry. March. Saying they're hungry. Set is a fires popular in excuse. your hallway. What? Hunger is a popular excuse. I'm hungry. <laughs> I need to go to the bathroom. I'm thirsty. Saying they're too hot or too cold. We don't have that usually. Mm. Suddenly wanting to tell you everything about their day. I don't know about that one, but it's always want to do this or do that. Uh, tomorrow. We can do that tomorrow. You, you sat on the couch for two hours playing video games. You should have done it then. Let's uh, let's go to sleep. For crying out loud, can we go to sleep? Uh, needing to find a certain toy when they were younger. I certainly had that one. Drink this can of malt liquor. It'll help you relax. <laughs> Both my kids are past the age where they need to have a particular item to go to sleep. But I remember when they are younger. I remember, like, when Henry was younger. Oh, he had no. this particular uh, from Bob the Builder. He had the, the dump truck from Bob the Builder. If he didn't have that, and if it got misplaced during the day, I'd turn the house upside down to find Bob the Bob the Builder truck so oh, he I could go to sleep. That. It was like there was a fire. <laughs> I mean, Judy and I would both, all right, we can't find, you know, whichever of our kids... Uh, the bears was missing or, or whatever their favorite uh, stuffed animal. And it was DEFCON 1. Oh, I yeah. mean, it was oh, battle yeah. stations oh, yeah. to find the beast. Because <laughs> nobody is Where sleeping. Could it be? <laughs> <laughs> we cannot resume our lives until we find the teddy bear. Did oh, you yeah. check the car? Yes. Did you check it carefully? Oh, boy. Shouldn't have said that. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's tired. Where is that GD bear? I uh, I just noticed with school starting this week, getting the kids to school earlier, how much time that frees up for me. They had been going to sleep later all summer long. Now they're going to sleep like an hour and a half earlier than that, and that, that gives me an hour and a half extra to do whatever it is I'm going to do. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that's that's a huge deal. You know, it's funny. This this was so frustrating at the time, but it's such a great memory now. I'm thinking back to when each of my kids graduated from the crib to the toddler bed, which meant... That they were no longer in a cage. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. That's and, huge. And the days, weeks, not really months, I don't think, of you put them to bed. All right, sweetheart. Good night. Love you. Blah, blah, blah. Whatever. And, and all right, now you stay in bed. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. And then you go back to bed or go to bed or whatever. You're sitting there with your wife doing whatever. And, and you hear the footsteps. Okay. Here we go. And they mm-hmm. come toddling down the hall. I'm blank. All right. I need a blank. But you said you're going to stay in bed. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> off to bed again. Oh, that's good. Yeah, certainly not. I'm not in favor of caging children, but you know the crib does have certain advantages. Do you have more Samuel Jackson? Because that when he put that out, I don't know what year that came out, but I know that made me feel better as a parent. You have a little of that. Go the blank to sleep. Yeah. Who has that clip? One of us has it. We played it earlier in the podcast. Well, take too much. Please go the f*** to sleep. When he put that out, it made me feel better because I thought, okay, well, if if that, if he's putting that out and that's a popular thing, that means I'm not the only one. Sure. That is like just dying trying to figure out how to get their kids to go to sleep. For crying out loud, why should this be so GD hard? Malt liquor. (laughs) 
Regular beer will just make them have to pee. Yeah. Give them, the, give them a nice 40. Let them settle in with that. It's like mother's milk. Armstrong and Getty. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Featuring our podcast, One More Thing. Get more info at armstrongandgetty.com. If you're a fan of uh, record albums, you recognize that sound. Um, it's a sound your album made when it got to the end of the <laughs> end of the album, and it would just go. Unless you had the groovy automatic player. Yeah, that's true. Um, so came Later across this. Later in life, we I was able to afford one. Vinyl records outsold CDs for the first time since 1986 this year. Uh, it's vinyls growing in popularity, but it's most about mostly about the decline of the CD. Just nobody's buying in CDs, and why would you? Right. Um, what's the point? Um, Physical media that sounds worse. Of course, so, you know, we bought CDs when LPs were still available. But. Under the idea that it sounded better. I, I mean, think, that's the way it was sold to us. I think it was that it could be played anywhere. Yeah, it was. In, in more easily. It's, no, it, it, it was sold early on as sounding better. Wow. Well, Absolutely. true. Absolutely sold by uh, early on by. I mean, I worked at a couple of radio stations that would win promos, and this was in the 80s when CDs first hit, that here's another laser track, you know, <laughs> even 100% better sound or whatever than, yeah. the, than the vinyl. sound. Than the vinyl that I had been playing. Um, I have never, my, like my brother swears by vinyl. He says he says he can hear the difference and just absolutely swears by it. Um, I've never played my Joshua Tree U two album and then played my Joshua <laughs> Tree U two CD back to back to compare them yeah. on the same speakers. So I don't have any idea. Have you have you ever done that or? Um, no, no. I will just tell you this: when my son was home from college at some points a few years ago, um, I decided I needed a turntable, so we went and got a turntable and hooked it up to uh, my stereo amp, my big old clip sh- speakers, which I still have that were really good. They're like high end, um, uh, medium end speakers. Um, and, and we threw on one of our favorite albums and it was like, holy crap. That's what music sounds like. Now I remember. Really? It was so different. It was so much richer. Part of it is that everybody listens on earbuds, whatever, or even pretty decent iPod docs or whatever you call that well, or stream it through your TV or yeah, whatever. Even the, the streaming service you have, I believe, is a, a grade lower than what CDs were in right. terms of the like music compression. And then you and put stuff. that through speakers that aren't really designed for music yeah. and, and you think, okay, that's what music sounds like. But then when you go back and old school it, holy crap. It's like, you know, when the Wizard of Oz goes from black and white to color. It's just, ah! Yeah, that's what, you know, Neil Young's been pushing that forever, musician Neil Young, and he tried to get this Pono thing going that was supposed to be the quality of vinyl digitally. But he just, he swears that we're we're losing so much. So it's weird that we went backwards. So people listen to records through AM radios and a tiny little crappy speaker forever at the dawn of popular music. And then it got slightly better. Now they've gone backwards. Mm. That's really interesting. And so, but are people buying vinyl because it sounds better or because it's, you know, kind of a trendy, campy, retro thing? I think probably both. Do you think it's going to be around like for a long time or is it just going to wear off? I don't know. Well, there's also uses for vinyl that you can't do with CDs, right? The whole DJ setup 
where you can kind of mix two records, and if you yeah. even go in, even before you start doing the the scratching of like hip hop and stuff like that, there's there's ways that musicians and quote unquote DJs uh, can manipulate music that doesn't exist in other forms. Yeah. Jack, 1986, the last year, vinyl outsold CDs among your top albums of the year. And I have, I guarantee, I've got because I was a DJ at the time and got free records. I got boxes of almost every one of these. Hmm. Songs from the Big Chair, Tears for Fears. I got that. That was the year I worked for that uh, little company in the basement doing that boring job because I heard their songs over and over again on uh, hit radio. There's Stevie Wonder, The Outfield, Bruce Springsteen's Born in the USA. The Is Outfield, I've got that album in vinyl, the original. Play Deep. Uh, in, in excess, there's 5150, Van Halen, uh, so- Starship. Barbara Streisand. So this year for 2020, the number one selling vinyl album was the Beatles' Abbey Road. So obviously they're they're making they're printing new vinyl albums. I didn't know that. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah, I didn't know that. Mm. Yeah, uh, Robert Palmer. So then that means having the old timey ones not really necessarily worth that much if you can go out and buy the new version, right? I mean, obviously a classic oh, yeah. like the Beatles' Abbey Road, the original, but just in there general, there are very few albums that are worth any money huh? from a I collector's mean, standpoint. Yeah, no, no. Not really. I've got boxes and boxes and boxes of them, and I assume they're all probably warped and melted. I haven't looked at them in decades. So. The number one album of 1986, Whitney Houston, her self-titled album. I've got that one, too. Um, Ooh, Dire Straits Brothers in Arms. It's a great album. The low point for vinyl was 2005, and then it started coming back. I'll have to do that. I've got a record player. i just got to get a needle. My kids would probably think that was pretty cool. So how does that thing laying on that thing with it spinning around make music? Because they've, they've never seen that. Before. Magic as far as turns I can vibra- It makes a vibration, turns it into electricity. There's then t- the electricity goes to the speaker, and it turns it back into vibrations. And it sounds amazing. There's tiny little orchestra in there. You can tell me that <laughs> a thousand times, and I still don't get how it works. <laughs> yeah, you tell me that, and I say, a witch! <laughs> <laughs> Cool. I'll have to check it out because my brother just he 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 listens to vinyl. He's one of those kind of people. I've had people do the back to back comparisons for me, and I I can't tell if it's a difference because I enjoy too much. It was the same thing when HD TV came out, and people would flip back and forth between the same channels. It's too much fun for me to say I don't see it. <laughs> Can you do it again? <laughs> nah, looks the same to me. Like I listen to music sometimes through YouTube videos and everything like that. And YouTube has a special music channel. Have you ever done that? Because I just signed up for YouTube. I'm paying the monthly subscription. I did not know that. Perhaps you can listen to the number ninety nine album from nineteen eighty six, Lionel Richie's "Dancing on the Ceiling." I got that one too. Properly ranked. <laughs> um, YouTube has got a, a special music channel, and you can watch the videos on that. And they do less compression and put more zeros and ones and stuff like that. And so I can switch right now from the regular YouTube channel to that music channel, and it's starkly different. Wow. How much better the music is. Oh, boy. But you got to pay for it. Yeah. That's yeah. I get you. And I just, I can't, can I handle another subscription? I just don't know <laughs> if I can. Well, this, I tell you what, as a music freak, this is really fun flipping through this list of albums. Metallica's Master of Puppets came out in 1986. That's right, because they, they've had, uh, Top al- or top whatever albums in five decades now. Is that right? Yeah, it's funny. I'm pro, I think I'm pro vinyl, but I don't want to come off as like a toast eaten, bearded, suspended, skinny jean. <laughs> I don't think you're in danger of that. <laughs> yeah. Good luck with that. 
I just, you know, I don't want to be that guy. If it sounds better, I'd be into it. I just, I just don't want to tell people constantly. Well, you're right. Right. Mm. You don't have to. Why can't they make a, why can't they make a, a CD sound like vinyl? Isn't there a way? Because you can't. It's, Can they just make them sound better? Yeah, I don't. Th- well, that's an interesting question. You would think at some point the technology would be good enough that you could store enough data on it to re- replicate the sound, but I don't. I don't know. What I'm really going to do is stream stuff, and uh, for the first half of 2020, streaming accounted for 85 percent of all music revenue. Wow! So it's practically all of it, and nothing to the artist. I stream everything, and the artist gets nothing, and it it really does suck. Artists that I've gotten into and listened to so much of their music, and they've never gotten a cent from me. Buy their merch. Yeah, that's, yeah. I already have too many t-shirts. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty.